podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV. Delighted to be joined by Frank Smith in Murky Monaco. Frank, delighted to be back. Yeah, it's been a long time. I think four years since we've been here. The weather is not what we're used to, but hopefully tomorrow the sun will be shining. You're rolling back the years a bit here with that little do you've got up top. The barnet. Yeah. It's getting a bit long. It was. I was starting to. It didn't, wasn't looking too good, but I don't think it looks too good now. I was thinking I might just zap it all off. Remember when I used to have that old, oh. yeah, you know, like it? The, the early days? Yeah, but I was fatter then. Not skinny now, but what, the zoom? Yeah. Shallow. Yeah. I'm going to do it today. You should do it today, I think it'll be Last time we were in Monaco, that's the haircut I had, so maybe there's like reminiscing, I should yeah, go back to that. Yeah. Back here, Frank, obviously big show on Saturday night. Is this the start of Matchroom coming back to Monaco? Will we see this over the next couple of years? Yeah, look, we only had... We we ran back to back three years in a row. We had three years off, I think, because of COVID. So it was twenty 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 one twenty two. So and that was just you know it was out of everyone's control. But we're back. The aim is to keep going year on year. Um, like I say, we had three shows in a row before that, and it's a great place to do events. You know, we're very lucky to to be able to put shows on here. So yeah, looking forward to Saturday night and then the years ahead. A bit about this show. Obviously, Joe Cordina's in a tough fight, but the the. The fight that sticks out to me is the Ramla Ali rematch against Julissa Guzman. What do you make of that? I think it's a great fight. You know, the first one was brilliant. Uh, Ramla showed a lot of heart. Julissa Guzman with a big finish, but she's getting straight back in there five months later. Um, fair play to her. You know, like a lot of our fighters recently have gone jumped straight back into tough rematches. Um, so that's a great fight. Joe Caldina obviously defending his world title as well. Um, I think non shingers in, that's going to be an all out tear up. And Solis Oko back out and then looking for big fights in 2024 for Solis Oko. But, you know, first fight, obviously in Monaco, but first fight back, you know, RMC in France as well. So big viewership for him. So it's good. It's a, it's a big show. Looking forward to it. You've got a, a nice run until Christmas time. There's still the, the possibility of the December 23rd show happening. What do you think the chances are of a show happening on that date? Uh, working on it every second of the day. And I think by the end of this, well, well, by tomorrow, we'll probably have a clearer picture of whether that's going to happen or not. Um, you know, we're all set up until December 16th, and then it'll be great to get another show on the road for December 23rd. Obviously, with the Usyk Fury stuff now delayed, not happening, that frees up that date. Um, it's definitely a date AJ wants to fight on. So let's see. If it was to happen, where, where would that likely happen if AJ was to fight on December 23rd? I think in London. I think in an arena in London, possibly. Um, but we're just working through all that now. But like I say, it's got to, we've got to move quite quickly. You know, if, if we're going to do it, I, I'd suppose we'd announce early part of next week. You're someone that was heavily involved in the Japan deal. You got it over the line. What's the, the situation with Japan and what can we see? You know, Eddie refers to you're going to do something different. What would that possibly be? We got a call actually tomorrow. We're working through with the local commission around the format of the event. Um, aim is to get up and running for an event uh, mid-January. So January 20th is the date we're targeting for that. 
um, got a call tomorrow to decide, you know, exactly the, the show and the, and the format of the event. Um, but something interesting. But we're just we're making sure we go through it all the right way and, and putting all the details together. So, you know, probably in the next couple of week to 10 days, we'll put, have an announcement on our first Jap- Japanese event. Will there be UK fighters on those shows or will it be mainly Asian and, and building a new stable out there in Japan? No, I think look, international fighters will appear, including you know, British fighters, American fighters as well. Um, you know, like I say, looking at possible formats for the first shows, but definitely definitely looking at big world title fights. You know, we're probably going to do three shows within the 2024 year over there. You now, probably the next one after January will be May, June time, and then one in sort of November, December. So I think you'll see some, some international fighters on the cards as well as, you know, local talent that we want to build up. You've said to me before, you're not a massive fan of the actual fights sometimes, but you're more a, a fan of the the event as a whole. I want to talk to you a bit about Saudi Arabia. What did you make of that event as a whole? Spectacular. I mean, the whole thing, like even the marketing campaign, you know, they were everywhere. Times Square, the Sphere, they were in Piccadilly Circus, they were on every bus, every taxi. Like, they know what they're doing. They pump a load of money into it. It's a tremendous job. Um, the opening ceremony was like an Olympics opening ceremony. I mean, even that venue they built for 20-odd thousand people. And then the undercard arena. So, yeah, you can't... Same as when we've been there, though. You know, everything they do, they do to the highest of levels. You can't fault it in any way. So it was a tremendous job by the team. And, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised at all, though, because we've seen it time and time again. Does that give you the itch to maybe bring Matchroom back to Saudi Arabia and work with maybe Turkey LCQ? Obviously, you have not worked with yet. You, you did work with Prince Khalid before. Is that there an avenue there? Is there conversations going on between yourselves and Turkey LCQ? I'm sure there's opportunity in the, in the long run. Of course, we'd love to, we, we want to be involved in huge events. We deliver huge events all around the world, week in, week out. Um, and, you know, the production quality of it, of course, that would be great to be involved in. So I'm sure over time, you know, they've got huge in, intent to invest heavily in not just boxing, but other sports as well. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be lots of opportunities and, uh, yeah, excited. We haven't spoke to you since that event. What did you make of the Tyson Fury performance and how do you think that um, he would fare against Anthony Joshua? Um, obviously below par performance from Tyson Fury. I think as well, you know, if, if that fight would have, maybe the scorecards would have been close to that 90, I think one was 97, 93. I think people were so shocked by the fact that Ngannou managed to stay in there and do what he did that maybe people would have scored it. You know, I think you could have argued it either way, being completely honest. Um, but people were more shocked that Ngannou did what he did to Tyson Fury, a person who'd never never had a professional boxing fight before. Um, I think Anthony Joshua knocks Tyson Fury out, but I've said that before. Um, you know, I think Tyson Fury's done tremendous things in boxing, but he had, a, he, you know, look, he had an off night as well in Saudi. He didn't box very well. You know, people have nights which they don't look very good. That's the reality of high-level sport, isn't it? Um, but I, I believe Anthony Joshua knocks Tyson Fury out, but I'd love to see it. How feasible do you think it is that potentially Matchroom could do a Anthony Joshua, Francis Ngannou rumble in the jungle in Africa? It would be huge. It would be a massive event, so definitely something that we, we'd love to do. Um, and I think AJ would could stop Tyson Fury as well, uh, Francis Ngannou as well as Tyson Fury. Um Let's see, you know, he wants to become world champion again, Anthony Joshua. You know, that's been his focus for a long time. 
So that's what we're working towards. But as Eddie said, the Nganu fight's massive and I'm sure it can get made. Africa would be huge for that. But I'm sure there'd be a lot of interest in Saudi as well as other territories all around the world. I'm going to run some quick ones off to you. Will you be making a move for Boots Ennis, who I believe he's not with PBC anymore. There's no deal with Showtime there. He looks like he's a promotional free agent. has fought on the zone before. Is he someone that you will or have been speaking to? I think yeah, him, as amongst other names as well, there's so many great names out there, but I think he's about making great fights as well, real fights, and that might be one-off fights as well between these people if opportunities arise. Um, we've had lots of discussions in the past with Boots Ennis and his team. You know, we haven't come to anything previously, but you know, I think with the change in the market, definite opportunity there. And uh, like I say, it's about making great fights. And if that's one-off fights, it doesn't mean always signing to a promoter. It means delivering the best possible fights on various platforms. Then you know, I'm sure that's what fighters will look at as well. Sandy Ryan's appeal was turned down. What's next for Sandy Ryan then on that? And will you look to make that rematch? Uh, I think Jessica McCaskill's been ordered as well for a mandatory. So she's got to challenge, I think, Haberzin. Um, so that may mean that that rematch doesn't happen. So now we have to look at another fight for Sandy Ryan. I think, you know, massive fight would be Terry Harper. You know, all British clash, as we've spoken about a lot. They're, they're the fights that get people interested. So, um, but, you know, I think she'll be back out probably February, March time. Um, but yeah, the rematch not likely next, but, you know, it could happen in the future. Dimitri Vival likely to return in January in Las Vegas. Who would that likely be against? Working through three or four opponents now. Um, date is almost set for January, but uh, news soon. I'm not giving away the opponents. You should have asked Eddie. He'll tell you everything, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm the closed book. Billy Joe Saunders likely to return as well on the Ben Eubank undercard, it's been said. Who, who could we see him in against? Uh, look, he's been out for a long time. What's he been out? Two and a half years nearly by the time it comes round. You know, it was May 2021 he boxed Canelo, wasn't it? Um, so I think it's going to be a realistic fight of, you know, he's not going to go in there in the toughest fight, probably. Um, but there's massive fights to be made for Billy Joe Saunders. You know, he's a, he's a massive name in the sport. He's been in some of the biggest nights. Um, so, you know, I think you'll see him out there and then probably in a big fight May, June time. You've seen Richardson Hitchens in Orlando. What's next for him? Uh, interesting fight could be the winner of Montana Love and Liam Parra for him. You know, look, we know, we made the Montana Love fight previously. It didn't happen, but I think there's, you know, we'll see they fight December 9th, Love and Parra. But I think that the winner of that fight, that's a natural fight to be made. And it sort of sets the winner of that fight onto, you know, a possible world title challenge after that sort of second half of 2024. Me and you have been on this subject a few times, but Edgar Berlanga in Puerto Rico, what's the situation? Is he going to fight? And is it going to happen in Puerto Rico? Yeah, we're looking at Puerto Rico. You know, the, guy, the guys had a call with Edgar's team the other day. It's definite, uh, definitely something we're looking at between Puerto Rico and Florida, but it would be great to deliver an event in Puerto Rico. So, you know, we're just working through opponents now for that early part of next year. But yeah, 100%, we'd love to deliver a massive event in Puerto Rico. Someone that me and you have spoke about a few times is Padraig McCrory. He's moved up to the WBA. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you that question, yeah. He's moved up to number three with the WBA. Diego Pacheco's number eight with the WBA. He obviously fights in LA in a few weeks. Would it be likely to see that fight made early next year? Podrick McCrory, three spot. Pacheco, eight spot. Are you Podrick McCrory's agent? No comment. Every interview is about Podrick McCrory. Uh, I have to do the, the Irish lads are turning. He's yeah. someone that's obviously on the line. 
Possibly, yeah. Possibly. It's a fight that we could look at. You know, look, Diego's got a tough fight on November 18th against experienced fighter. So, um, get through that. All eyes focus on that. But definitely the, the, the view would then be to return him to LA sort of early part of next year again. So he's a, he's a definite opponent, potentially. Last couple from me. JJ McCaff, anything on his next? No, no, not, not currently. I think he's been ordered to fight Abbas Baru, yeah. I think, for the European title. Um, I know they're looking at that currently. Um, Abbas is obviously work, works with Wasserman and Sowland. Um, so th- I know they're looking at that fight, but no details just yet. Felix Cash? Felix Cash, he, he obviously had a, he's had a bit of time out with an injury. Um, spoke to him yesterday, actually. He's now, he's got a new trainer and he is going to be looking to get back out late Feb, March. Who's he training with? Uh, I don't know whether he's announced it, so I'm not going to announce it for you. Last one. Johnny Fisher, when will we next see him at? Possibly, if we do this December 23rd show, but, you know, possibly back out there. I think that's a perfect date for him, especially if it's in London. Um, so, yeah, there, if not, it'll be January. Last one, Frank. Any news on you? Any luxurious purchases coming up or anything on along those lines that you've been doing while you're in Monaco? No. I'm trying to buy a football club, but that's about it, mate. Not me, but... Frank Smith is trying to buy a football club. That's the headline tomorrow. I haven't got enough money to buy a football club myself, so... Can you give us an idea of what football club or... Is this you and Eddie on a joint venture? No, I only just told him about it. He was quite shocked, to be fair. I handed him my... I've learned I've learned from the best, haven't I? He's buying a football club. He's, he's buying a football club, a.k.a. he's got some... One of his mates who's got a load of money that he's telling him he's got to buy a football club. But when, and when this bloke makes the transaction, Frank will be telling everyone... But don't let what is that saying? You know, a little truth in, yeah, in a good story. But I've learned from you, mate. I've learned from you. So you know, people are now going to say Frank Smith's buying a football club. I'm not. I don't have the money or the yeah. I don't have the money for a football club. But hopefully, I'll I'll convince someone to buy a football club. Frank Smith, catch up tomorrow. Appreciate it. Sponsored by Matchroom. Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.